Did you know color is vital to your health? I'm not talking about the color of the walls in your house or your car or your clothes. I'm talking about the color of the food you eat. A colorful diet is a part of staying well because many nutrients are color. The antioxidant lycopene is the red pigment in tomatoes and pink grapefruit. Chlorophyll is excellent for balancing pH and cleansing the body. It's the green in kale, spinach, and broccoli. Resveratrol decreases inflammation, and it's the purple in grapes and berries. Eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables provides your body with diverse chemistry it needs to heal itself and stay well. Eat the peelings of things like apples and carrots and cucumbers. Balance of Nature is whole produce. It contains all the vital parts in balance. Color, taste, and smell keep you well. And that's what you get with Balance of Nature. Start now by going to balanceofnature.com and don't forget to use discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Vendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. Hi, it's Kevin McCullough. If you're like me, you work hard for your money, so you want to make sure your money is safe when you put it in your bank account. But is it really safe? Today, we not only have to worry about bank failures, but also about losing our freedom and privacy with the push for the digital dollar that would allow the government to tell us what we can and cannot buy with even our own money. That's why I'm encouraging my listeners to get The Secret War on Cash. It's an insightful report created by my friends at Swiss America, and it's available now to my listeners free of charge. In it, you will learn how to protect yourself from these threats to our freedom and to your hard-earned money. Call Swiss America at 800-289-2646 to get this free report, or just go to SwissAmerica.com backslash Show to register now for this compelling report. I was surprised by what banks are required to do for the government. Call or text 800-289-2646. That's 800-289-2646. Or visit SwissAmerica.com backslash That Kevin Show. That's SwissAmerica.com backslash That Kevin Show. Coming to theaters, Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai 2. Investigative filmmaker Timothy Mahoney uncovers evidence of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. All of the evidence, it's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsofEvidence.com. You're listening to Kevin McCullough. I've got a special report just for you from my friends at Swiss America, and it's free. Go to SwissAmerica.com backslash That Kevin Show to get it now. 
You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio, breaking news as it happens, what it means, and why it matters. A big, big show for you. It is a Wellness Wednesday. Are there lessons we can learn about our wellness from the election of the New Hampshire primary? I think there might be. We'll talk with Dr. Mark Siegel. Coming up, it's uh, Kevin McCullough Radio. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. Yeah, he's playing the role as, uh, as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Uh, but tonight we're going to talk um, wellness. And I think that it is uh, always good for us to delve into um, things that are hopeful things that that bring uh, wellness about and one of the things i was reminded of last night i was pulling a long shift for salem news channel last night i was kind of the backup anchor and then i um, anchored the 11 p.m hour and guested on mike gallagher's hour earlier in the evening uh and it was uh, exciting you know new hampshire is always kind of exciting as it kicks off the uh, the primary season um but I was I was struck once again by the talking heads on lots of the channels uh, as to uh, how divisive and terrible and mean and sarcastic and uh, everything else that the assumption is made that this process is going to be. Um, in fact, CNN was the worst. Um, and I forget the name of their 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 uh, their main guy, but the the guy with the glasses, his, his name just escaping me right now. Um, he he just flat out lied completely about how uh, Trump reacted in his um, acceptance his victory speech last night, and um, very much pitched it in a, in a very dishonest light. And I thought it's interesting that to use an, an example of complaining about divisiveness, you have to lie to make your point. And I want to, I don't want to, I don't want to dog the people that did it wrong last night. I want to tell you about a story of something that happened to the good. Cause I think that's where wellness comes from. Um, you may have known there was a Democrat uh, primary in uh, New Hampshire last night as well. They did not have the Democrat caucuses on the night of the Iowa caucuses, but they did have the Democrat primary in New Hampshire yesterday, even though the president has said that uh, South Carolina will be the official kickoff of the primary cycle for the Democratic Party, breaking 100 years plus of tradition. But. Not to be dissuaded, Marianne Williamson, the uh, book author that has run last couple of times for president, and Dean Phillips, the uh, congressional representative from Minnesota that has declared a candidacy as a Democrat for uh, for the uh, president, uh, both were on the ballot last night. And the sitting president uh, is forced to participate as a write-in, and he did win. Uh, he got more than 50% of the vote as a write-in. 
much more difficult for him to accomplish that than just if he was on the ballot. He probably would have had 80 percent of the vote. A lot of Democrats didn't vote at all because they were upset that the party had. I mean, the turnout, they had expected maybe 100,000 Democrat voters to show up last night. And they had less than that, I think, in the total of all the votes combined, whereas the Republicans had, I don't know, three or four hundred thousand people that showed up to cast their ballots in a competitive or more competitive race. But that's not the story. The story I want to tell you about is what happened to Dean Phillips prior to the election. Because early in the week, he's he's going around the state, and New Hampshire's not that big. I've been there. I've covered the uh, primary. Uh, he's driving around the state, making his appearances, and he hears that there's going to be a Trump rally. And he decides to go attend. And so he pulls up, goes over to where the line is lining up for people to get in, and he starts talking to Trump supporters. Um, and he ends up staying for the full thing or for most of it. He, he spoke with more than 50 Trump supporters that were at the rally. And he came away from it talking to the news channels last night with an incredible kind of revelation that dawned on him. He said, I have great friendships with both sides of the aisle. Any leader of the free world should show up and the other sides rally and say hello and greet people. And he says, I got to tell you, I spoke with about 50. And for all that you've ever heard about Trump people, you know, ah, they're MAGA, and, you know, the way the president talks about them, oh, they're Satan spawn. Like, you, you, it's, it really is kind of remarkable. I don't know how many MAGA people the, the president, President Biden knows, but I've never met a one of them that I felt was evil or somebody that, you know, had evil intent or don't even get me started on the white supremacy stuff. But no, I, I haven't met anybody like that. And Dean Phillips, the Democrat from Minnesota, said he he spoke with about 50 people and he said, this is what this this is how they impressed me. They were hospitable, thoughtful, some of the most kind people I've ever interacted with. And yesterday at the polls, I said hello to everyone holding signs, Biden signs, Williamson signs, my signs, Trump signs, Haley signs. He says people have been so decent. And I would call it uh, angertainment. Angertainment would have us believe we are so much more divided than we are. And I know on the grand scheme of things, this statement that Dean Phillips gave to this reporter in New Hampshire is not going to make a lot of difference. But I want to zero in on that last sentence. People were so decent that I would call what we do, meaning with the news channels, with the 24-hour headline-seeking, face-smashing, I'm going to get you at all. He said, I would call that angertainment. And angertainment would have us believe that we are so much more divided than what we really are. Now, Biden went on to win the New Hampshire primary decisively. Uh, Biden got 50% of the vote. Uh, Phillips got 20-something percent. Williamson got in double digits. Um, but he, as a sitting congressman and as a candidate for president came away from interactions with the other side with a better feeling about his country because he did it. 
And friends, if we don't take any other lesson away from this election cycle, let that be that we can have our differences, but that we can still be cordial, gentle, kind, hospitable, warm human beings, even in the midst of disagreement. I just think it's really, really important that we see it that way. All right, Kevin McCullough, we've got a lot of stuff to get to. Dr. Mark Siegel's with us tonight. Uh, we are going to talk about uh, several things that uh, <laughs> AI and medicine. I can't wait to get into that conversation with him because I think the robots are going to kill us. Uh, but he doesn't feel that way, so we'll get all, into all of that. Uh, straight ahead, Kevin McCullough, very glad to be with you. Please, 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 if you miss any part of the show, go get the podcast. Uh, just look for Kevin McCullough in any podcast aggregator anywhere and subscribe, and you will never, never miss another episode. Coverage for Salem News Channel last night. Uh, they do have uh, my one hour of coverage uh, posted at snc.tv, which is where you can also find my weekend television show, That Kevin Show, uh, available uh, on demand, but also live every weekend at snc.tv. Get the app uh, and start watching. Salem News Channel is doing a great job. We're going to help you stay informed all election cycle. I'm Kevin McCullough. Much more straight ahead. You're listening to Kevin McCullough. I've got a special report just for you from my friends at Swiss America, and it's free. Go to SwissAmerica.com backslash That Kevin Show to get it now. April 28th, experience the movie based on the miraculous story of George Foreman. George Foreman ain't no new champ. He is the new chump. Foreman is down! I'm not going to box anymore. I'm going to follow God. It's the greatest comeback story of all time. There's only two things I know how to do. Box and preach. And preach and won't pay the bills. Foreman's 45 years old. The risk isn't losing. It's surviving. How can you beat that man? I'm going to do this my way. Big George Foreman. Exclusively in movie theaters. April 28th. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. I was a child when I was abducted by the Arabs. My parents used to own livestock and my mother would do all the cooking for us. I don't remember the year that I was captured. There had never been any problems in our village. Then one day, all of a sudden, we heard that there were Arabs attacking Dinka villages throughout the south. We were so worried we could not even sleep at night. It was a big concern to my mother and my father. We were told that these Arabs were heavily armed and would kill all the animals and people when they would attack. We were very scared. Then one morning, they attacked our village. We scattered in different directions and I ran, but I was captured. My entire village was burned down and I've never seen a member of my family since. Then I was taken north into slavery. My eyes saw horrific things on that trip to the north. Women were raped right in front of us. Men were beaten and four men were killed because they tried to fight back. They were shot dead before our eyes. Once at the slave master's house, I was pretty much starved and worked brutal hours every single day doing difficult and very, very hard work. There was no relief and then they raped me. My slave master did not think of me as a human. 
he would not even let me go to the hospital when I fell sick. And one day I heard that there was a slave retriever from CSI close by, how I wanted to be free. That retriever secured my freedom. And thank God I was able to return to South Sudan. Thank you to each of you who helped the slaves be free. But please don't stop until we get them all. And may I just add that we are so thankful that you have been part of the team that has helped us liberate more than 45 slaves this year already. Of the 192 that are on the list, 45 of them uh, have been liberated, and we have more that we are about to embark upon to do. You may know the violence in, in Sudan is very dangerous right now, and yet our slave liberators are more committed than ever to getting them out. Uh, to get them to safety and to get them to uh, be reunited with their family. If you'd like to help us, here's the number, 888-342-1010, or go to bringherhome.org for all the details. Bringherhome.org, bringherhome.org. Help us put an end to slavery in this lifetime, 888-342-1010. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Lately, it feels like we are living in a financial war zone in a fight for our liberties and for our money. Cash has always represented freedom and privacy, but those values are now under threat from a hackable and trackable digital currency and from our own government. Frankly, I was shocked by some of the things banks are required to now do for the government. That's why I'm encouraging my listeners to get the secret war on cash. It's an insightful report created by my friends at Swiss America, and it's available right now to you free of charge. In it, you'll learn how to protect yourself from these threats to our freedom and to your hard-earned money. Call Swiss America now at 800-281-2646 and say, I'd like the secret war on cash. Or go to SwissAmerica.com backslash That Kevin Show to register now for this compelling report. That's 800-281-2646, 800-289-2646, or visit SwissAmerica.com backslash That Kevin Show. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Uh, it is Wellness Wednesday. That means we talk about those things that help make our lives more well, more healthy. Uh, we want to be pursuing uh, a good, balanced life, have a lot of peace, get a lot of sleep, breathe a lot of fresh air, drink a lot of water, live longer. It, it's, not a, it's not a tough uh, formula if we can just master some of these simple things, like I was saying in the monologue. The, the, the idea of being kind one to another and kind of um, blowing our minds when we say uh, that, you know, we're, we're in this divisive era and everything's going to be divisive this year because there has there's an election. So everything's going to have to be divisive. Doesn't have to be. I don't I think that Dean Phillips story is kind of instructive. But I want to ask my first guest about that tonight. Dr. Mark Siegel is uh, part of the Fox News Medical All-Star team, and he is a regular voice here at Wellness Wednesday. Um, Doc, it's good to, to have you back. Happy New Year to you. So thankful to be able to touch base with you. I don't know if you saw the story about Dean Phillips, uh, the Minnesota congressman running for the Democratic nomination. He came in second to Biden last night in New Hampshire. But he was telling his story 
to some of the media outlets, and he was saying, you know, as an exercise of just trying to be open-minded, he went over to a Trump rally when when he found out there was one nearby. He attended part of the part of the rally. He he talked with I think it was fifty or sixty voters, somewhat in depth, and he came away, Doctor Siegel, saying. His mind had been open because what the media wants to do, he says, is angertainment. I, I, th- I thought that was an interesting way of putting it, angertainment, uh, and that they and that they're kind of incentivized to keep us on edge and kind of at fisticuffs with each other all the time. And he came away going, "This is a different side of the country that we don't get to see. Nobody talks about this side of the country." He, a hardened Democrat, with a bunch of Trump supporters, and they had a really nice evening together. What, what's your take on this? I think you're only going to agree with uh, about 70% of what I have to say on this, but here goes. I I think that Congress should stop saying different things on, on the microphone than what they say behind the scenes where they actually get along pretty well. That'd be number one, because they're actually amplifying the divisiveness because a lot of, and I would say the same thing about the media, except for one thing, being in the media I can tell you that the media is driven by ratings and also by providing a perspective. You know, the days of straight news are probably gone, but a viewer can understand that. It's not that it's not that there's fake news or that there's tainted news. It's that there's perspective news, and, that, and that's how you have to see it. The third, and so you're going to agree with me so far. The third thing is, of course, to project kindness and acceptance. And I'll give you a very powerful example of that, Kevin. In the middle of the pandemic, I did an interview with Heidi Larson from the UK, and she's the lead of the Vaccine Confidence Project for the WHO. And I've been a big critic of the WHO. And so I, I, like, I like to do comfortable interviews like you do. So I went in there and I said to her, I bet you think there's a lot of misinformation going on in, regarding COVID. She replied, I don't believe in the word misinformation. And I was really taken aback. I said, what do you mean, Heidi? She said, because patients come in and they're vulnerable and they're fearful and they don't know what the right answer is necessarily. And they don't want to be labeled anything. They want you to, to address their concerns. And I think that that was very powerful and profound that I've been quoting that for years. So uh, you, you gotta, you gotta treat people with respect and you've gotta hear their concerns and what's making them worried. And then you have to reply with kindness and compassion and not divisiveness and, and you know, like you know. But here's the final piece of this that you may not agree with. I think we've gotten far afield from accepting experts. And everybody wants to have an opinion. Now, that worked in the United States for, many, for hundreds of years, but it's getting ridiculous now to the point where everybody wants an opinion on everything. I mean, people labeling others as mis- and disinformation may not be experts themselves. How come somebody became a vaccine expert overnight? Or, conversely, how did somebody become an anti-vaccine expert? I have to tell you, luckily for me and my audience, I've been studying vaccines for 15 years. <laughs> right. It didn't just happen with COVID. Well, and that's why we appreciate your voice. But I, I've always, Doc, I got to tell you, one of the things I've always appreciated about you is that no matter what question I ask you, I know you're going to tell me honestly what you think. And you'll even 
pepper it by what, like what you just did and say, I think there's a piece of this you may disagree with, but here's what I think anyway. I think that kind of simple strategy of saying, of kind of softening the blow and saying, hey, there may be things we disagree upon, but if you're really asking me, this is what I believe, and I'm willing to you know, engage you in this conversation. I just had an experience with one of my own children in, in our own school district just this week where he came home in tears because he believed something, and he believes it emotionally and strongly, and the Kids that were sitting in the row in front of him in band class disagreed with him and, you know, put him down for his beliefs and said that there was not a, that, you know, that he's, he's not a good person because, uh, you know, he, he believes the way he does. And, and I've, I, I took him aside and I said, Jonathan, you know that dad does this all the time. But if somebody asks your opinion of something, one of the things that you can do first is first say, hey, do you really want to know my honest opinion about this? Because we may disagree. And if we disagree, I don't want that to, to hurt our, our relationship or our ability to work together or whatever else. And just the simple idea of honest communication doesn't have to lead to division and, and breaking things apart. In fact, I think it can strengthen friendships even amongst people who disagree because there's an element that is involved in it called respect. And we respect the people that we interact with. And that, I think, is what Dean Phillips uh, encountered in uh, New Hampshire last night. And I think that that's crucial. And I'll, I'll say one thing about Donald Trump. I mean, I'm not going to wade into this, you know, po- the politics of this, but when you're in his presence, he tries to make you feel comfortable. I mm-hmm. think that that's very, very true. I was at the White House in 2020 interviewing him, and he invited the entire crew in to sit to sit on the couch in front of the Resolute desk. He doesn't. He does. He he comes across in person as a very charming and 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 empathetic individual. You know, I, I'm not talking about the podium messaging right, right. whether anyone's voting for him or not. You know, indictments. None of, none of that stuff. Uh, he comes across in an extremely charismatic and caring manner in person. And I can vouch for that. Well, and I think that um, if we just had more of that, I think the thing that blew Dean Phillips' mind was, wow, here we are completely separate on the issues, but we had like this a whole evening of interaction between Trump supporters and he as a candidate on the other side, and they walked away with uh, just a better understanding of themselves as human beings. We're speaking with Dr. Mark Siegel, who, of course, you see on the Fox News Channel. He is their uh, their top mind when it comes to their uh, medical stuff. And when we come back, Doc, I want to delve into a couple of things that you've been talking more about lately. I am befuddled by this story of a medical center who is uh, that is refusing uh, the right to um, treat patients. Uh, based on what they call a violation of their code of conduct. What, what, is, what is becoming of medicine in this day if this is what it uh, devolves into? We'll get Dr. Mark Siegel's take on that. And then a little bit later on, uh, AI. I, I've always been afraid. I think that the robots are going to kill us all. I say that on the show all the time. But are they actually going to help us all? We will. Maybe, maybe this will be a night where Kevin's fears are allayed a little bit. Uh, we'll, we'll find out more with Dr. Mark Siegel. Stay right here with us. You're listening to Kevin McCullough. I've got a special report just for you from my friends at Swiss America, and it's free. Go to SwissAmerica.com backslash That Kevin Show to get it now. With the 
Mahoney uncovers evidence of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. All of the evidence, it's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsOfEvidence.com. Did you know color is vital to your health? I'm not talking about the color of the walls in your house or your car or your clothes. I'm talking about the color of the food you eat. A colorful diet is a part of staying well because many nutrients are color. The antioxidant lycopene is the red pigment in tomatoes and pink grapefruit. Chlorophyll is excellent for balancing pH and cleansing the body. It's the green in kale, spinach, and broccoli. Resveratrol decreases inflammation, and it's the purple in grapes and berries. Eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables provides your body with diverse chemistry it needs to heal itself and stay well. Eat the peelings of things like apples and carrots and cucumbers. Balance of Nature is whole produce. It contains all the vital parts in balance. Color, taste, and smell keep you well. And that's what you get with Balance of Nature. Start now by going to balanceofnature.com and don't forget to use discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. I've been in show business my entire life. I know when someone's an actor or an actress. And I'd hear Balance of Nature being advertised, and I just thought, these are real people out there. And they seem to just be really telling the truth about this product that they love. So I started using Balance of Nature, and immediately I started seeing results. And I went, oh my gosh, this works. I literally called up the founder, and I said, I've never done this before in my life. I want to tell people about Balance of Nature. I want it to do for them what it's done for me. Join Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of people worldwide on a journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KLG. Hi, it's Kevin McCullough. If you're like me, you work hard for your money, so you want to make sure your money is safe when you put it in your bank account. But is it really safe? Today, we not only have to worry about bank failures, but also about losing our freedom and privacy with the push for the digital dollar that would allow the government to tell us what we can and cannot buy with even our own money. That's why I'm encouraging my listeners to get the Secret War on Cash, It's an insightful report created by my friends at Swiss America. 
and it's available now to my listeners free of charge. In it, you will learn how to protect yourself from these threats to our freedom and to your hard-earned money. Call Swiss America at 800-289-2646 to get this free report, or just go to SwissAmerica.com backslash That Kevin Show to register now for this compelling report. I was surprised by what banks are required to do for the government. Call or text 800-289-2646. That's 800-289-2646. Or visit SwissAmerica.com backslash That Kevin Show. That's SwissAmerica.com backslash That Kevin Show. confusion, amplifying truth, and pursuing clarity. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. Welcome back. It's Wellness Wednesday, and Kevin McCullough and Dr. Mark Siegel uh, enjoying a, a time of, uh, I don't know, I always feel like I'm, I'm sitting at your footstool learning from you, Doc, whenever you're here. So thank you for uh, letting me be your student, at least uh, every now and then. Um, you posted a story, and you talked about it on the news channel, Um and it's, I'm still having a hard time wrapping my head around this, but recently a medical center had threatened to refuse patients who violated a code of conduct. Um, what happened and what was your reaction to it when you heard about it? I was stunned too, because I, I, I think it revealed something uh, that was more nuanced. There was a big debate. It has been a big debate for a long time, Kevin, about whether Doctors have to adhere to a certain code of behavior. I've kind of balked at that idea because we tend to be a little unruly if we're in the trenches, if we're operating. I'm not, I'm not a surgeon, but imagine being in a 10-hour operation and also feeling that there's a code of conduct superimposed on you. I mean, uh, look, most doctors behave within an accepted norm. They're not cursing. They're not, you know, lashing out. But I have I have always had compassion for those who do because it's such a stressful field. And I also think that as doctors, we learn to treat people the same because we start with body organs. We start with everyone being the same other than I always like to say we find out when we study female anatomy. It's actually superior, by the way. But <laughs> but, you know, clearly we didn't we didn't demarcate skin color when we were in medical school and studying cadavers. And maybe we need lessons on that. Maybe we don't. That's debatable. But the idea of extending that woke philosophy to patients is scary beyond belief because patients are in pain. They're vulnerable. They're in a gown that ties at the back. I mean, they're not, they're not uh, under control. We are. And so I don't want to be in a position of evaluating them. I can't even imagine a hospital turning away someone because they didn't like their tone of voice or their body language or what they perceived to be a put down. No, by the way, a patient shouldn't be able to say, get me a different doctor. I don't like the, the color of that one's skin. No, they shouldn't be able to do that. But nor should they be dismissed for any kind of comment they make or cursing they do. I don't want patients under that kind of scrutiny. Now, the hospital then responded back to Fox and said, well, we're really talking about pretended violence here. That is not what they were talking about. But in that case, of course, I agree with that. You don't want anyone threatening your staff in a physical way ever. Well, that's what I was going to ask. I mean, to what degree does a lack of a code of conduct uh, get a pass if the person that is behaving poorly, uh, you know, crosses the line and goes into a a personal uh, violent uh, uh, attack. Although I guess 
maybe a hospital is as good of any other place for someone like that to be if you can c- control him and get him into a straitjacket and help him calm down. I mean, there's there's at Bingo. least some knowledge Bingo. of... I mean, of, that's what you have security people for. Well, that's what you have, right? I, I, I've, taken, I've taken care of people in handcuffs. In the Bellevue ER, I've taken care of murderers next to their... I mean, attempted murderers next to their victims. Wow. We take care of both. We take care of all comers. I mean, I talked to Israel about this at the beginning, post-October 7th. Right. They said, look, if you think we only take care of Jews here, it's not true. We take care of terrorists in this hospital also. The medical profession is trained to take care of all comers, and we must. We can't turn them away. Well, and in the in the view of first do no harm, I mean, that's that's as old as the Hippocratic Oath itself. There's no question about that. And I like the oath of Maimonides, which says, look for look in a, look for a in a patient, look for a fellow creature in pain, implying we're all going to be patients. And, and that's where that is such a calling, because we're all going to be in that that condition. So it's a privilege to be able to take care of others who need us. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, so. So the hospital responded back and they said, no, this was just about somebody who was violent. So did they just deny that they had. Uh, implied anything other than that? How did the story end? Well, I didn't. I'm not the one who sent them that question. That was that came from our people. I don't know what question they were asked or whether they were denying it. But they, but they clearly have a policy that 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 has to do with a code of behavior. Now, other hospitals might list you as a disruptive patient in your chart if you threaten people or are you're perceived to be disruptive. But that's not the same thing as denying care. That's a that's a thing of that's a thing where you're you're alerting other people, uh, healthcare providers that there might be a, an issue here. Be you know be a little concerned. The person might last out at you. Not denying care. It's the it's the part about going to the point of denying care that bothers me. Yeah. No. I think that that uh, makes a lot of sense, and uh, I'm I'm hopeful and and very optimistic that we won't come to that situation. Uh, on a mass level in terms of our uh, medical practice here in the States. Talk about that with Dr. Mark Siegel when we continue. Stay here. You're listening to Kevin McCullough. I've got a special report just for you from my friends at Swiss America, and it's free. Go to SwissAmerica.com backslash that Kevin show to get it now. For those of you that know, we have been doing all that we can to help liberate human trafficking and human slaves uh, with Christian Solidarity International this year. It's our annual cause, and we have 192 names of women that need our assistance this year. Uh, women that have experienced some excruciating things. And I want to say thank you to those of you that have already called, 888-342-1010. Uh, we have helped liberate uh, more than a dozen now this year. But I want to tell you the story of Ayak. Ayak uh, was born in northern Sudan. She was born into slavery. Her mother and father had been taken from South Sudan when they were just young kids. Uh, and she grew up as a slave's uh, child. She saw her mother regularly be beaten by her Arab slave master. Then there was the day that her father was told to go to the farm to work. But because of how sick he was, he physically couldn't walk. His master got so angry at him, he said, you dirty, dirty, dirty dog, if you don't go to the farm, you will die. He couldn't walk. So the Arab master shot my father dead 
right in front of me, says Ayak when she told her story later. Uh, as she was growing up and getting a little bit older, that master sold her out to another master who raped her repeatedly, who forced her to uh, commit uh, genital mutilation on herself, and who told her that uh, she would not get to keep the children that she had from that slave master. Uh, she would do hard work every day, carry water long distances, uh, clean clothing, clean things in the house, uh, take abuse from the Arab master's wife. She said, I have seen so many slaves in the area who face the same thing as me. She said, but then one day a retriever found me. I was walking to the well to fetch water. He asked me to leave and go with him. His name was Osman Bashir, and he had many men with him. They took me to his camp and brought me back to South Sudan. Friends, that's the story of an actual liberation of an actual slave. And that's the people that we help when you call 888-342-1010. There are 175 women that we know we can yet save this year. We just need your help. 888-342-1010. 888-342-1010. Help us liberate every slave right now. For $250, you not only affect their liberation, but you set them up with everything they need for a new life uh, in their home in South Sudan, uh, including grain, seed, utensils, uh, other things that they need to create uh, a life for themselves. And you do it when you call 888-342-1010. Or go to bringherhome.org. Hi, Kevin McCullough. Lately, it feels like we are living in a financial war zone in a fight for our liberties and for our money. Cash has always represented freedom and privacy, but those values are now under threat from a hackable and trackable digital currency and from our own government. Frankly, I was shocked by some of the things banks are required to now do for the government. That's why I'm encouraging my listeners to get the secret war on cash. It's an insightful report created by my friends at Swiss America, and it's available right now to you free of charge. In it, you'll learn how to protect yourself from these threats to our freedom and to your hard-earned money. Call Swiss America now at 800-281-2646 and say, I'd like the secret war on cash. Or go to SwissAmerica.com backslash That Kevin Show to register now for this compelling report. That's 800-281-2646, 800-289-2646. Or visit SwissAmerica.com backslash That Kevin Show. happening in New York or across the globe. Learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you uh, with us. Uh, Dr. Mark Siegel, one of my favorites from the Fox News Medical All-Star team, is back with us here in 2024. And recently, Dr. Siegel, you sat down with bioethicist Arthur Kaplan, who's a professor professor of medical ethics at uh, New York Langone. You have a relationship with that establishment as well about the role of artificial intelligence in medical education and beyond. Um, I I just, just for context, I used to do a regular tech segment on my show as well. And I would always tell my tech guys that I was scared to death of AI because I'm, I'm assuming that the robots will become sentient and uh, kill us all at one point someday. Um, they assured me that my fears were needed to be allayed. And uh, as we started to talk about technology and medicine, I did run across a story where IBM's Watson, 
at one point uh, began a medical residency in the University of North Carolina hospital system. And after uh, a period of time diagnosing uh, patients, uh, that the Watson system, which they didn't use as a primary diagnosis system, but they used it as kind of a, a confirmation or a secondary opinion, uh, was actually getting, by a small percentage, the diagnoses more accurate than the medical doctors and d- did quite well. Um, so I'm very curious about this topic and your conversation with Dr. Kaplan. Well, you know, uh, my t- my conversation with Art was referring back to a conversation I'd had on the previous show with Dr. Scott Gottlieb, who uh, is, does many things, actually, a former FDA commissioner. And he was he had written in the Journal of the American Medical Association about the steps that are involved with approving AI products for healthcare, And that was relevant to my discussion with Kaplan, too, because what Gottlieb was saying was you can't waltz in with a large language model like chat GPT and take over the whole system. The FDA is resistant to that, but the FDA is much quicker to approve the co-pilot where, where AI is a co-pilot, like with radiological programs or cardiology programs. You know, I've been studying lately, uh, remote access to rhythm, uh, like, you know, better than the Apple watch where something actually monitors your heart rate. If we think you could have an arrhythmia and AI is monitoring that, so I am very comfortable with AI as a co-pilot. The question is, what do you do with ChatGPT, especially if it says if somebody says it can be used in psychiatry? And that was the point that Kaplan was making. Like, it doesn't have real empathy. It may sound like it does, but a computer does not care about you. Right. So there's, it's never going to be exclusionary. Doctors always are going to have a role here. Again, AI is for expediency. It's for efficiency. It's for improved diagnostic capability. It's for outreach to underserved areas. It's never to replace the doctor. What what are the best areas of strength that you think AI will be most adapted in um, most aggressively in in the days to come? I'm thinking in in some of the diagnosis and and you mentioned radiology, being able to see things and understand things on, on a more like mathematical and kind of science basis, not one where. Uh, discernment is required or nuance is required, but something that can be, that can find maybe something that's smaller than what the human eye could or or whatever else. Are there areas where it naturally lends itself to being, uh, you know, um, much more helpful than what we've had? Well, yes. And, uh, and you've mentioned some of them, radiology, like the program civil for mass general hospital that can diagnose lung cancer before it's even, even a nodule. And of course the radiologist should be happy about that. They're not that defensive about that. Cardiology is another one. Um, and one that we didn't talk about yet. And I've been hearing a lot about, uh, uh dermatology also where you could, uh, re- recognize lesions of the skin. If a dermatologist isn't defensive, they'll use that information to help them. Decide, but one that I haven't talked enough about uh, in the media yet, but have talked about uh, before, is the issue of intraoperative monitoring. That's the future of that, like ongoing monitoring, maybe to help out an anesthesiologist. Mm. Um, I was talking about that with our chair of neurosurgery at NYU, really a, a big place for it. And again, I don't like the idea of AI recording conversations between doctor and patient. Uh, you could argue that, that that makes record keeping easier, but it makes me nervous. I don't have a problem with 
my patients going on the internet and going to chat GPT and looking up symptoms, just as I don't have a problem when they Google things. But the real issue is, are they going to believe me over chat GPT? That's <laughs> kind of the other, the other point that, uh, that Art was nervous about, you know, and, and, and we have to figure that part out. Well, I think the reason he's nervous about it is because he, he's probably seen patients like me who, um, Doc, you can probably uh, see this. I'm, I'm a little bit nervous. Uh, I get a little something that I'm not sure what it is, and I, I go look up, you know, something on the Internet, and the next thing I know, I'm freaking out because I <laughs> – I'm afraid I've got, you know, some rare disease that's only been spotted in 2% of the population because of some vague description that I find on a, on a, a, you know, a medical website somewhere. When I really, what I really need to do is just understand, um, what my symptoms are and communicate them to someone like you who I trust and, and can give me that diagnosis, uh, more accurately. But the, the, um, the abundance of information, particularly about, you know, all the, and it's almost as though there's no there's no ability to really sort through it. Like if you see a list of symptoms and you think you have all of them, you assume that, that that's what you have. Uh, it's dangerous to have that information kind of unfiltered with no understanding or nuance added to it, right? There's no doubt about that. And that that is what the human element is. We're not going to get that kind of sophistication out of a computer uh, although we may get diagnostic accuracy and we may get, uh, you know, insurance approvals and, and we may get uh, screening abilities, which is what I'm getting at, useful for screening. The nuance and the clinical judgment, that's human. Yeah. Well, and I, I hope that, um, you know, my anxiety can be set aside. <laughs> By just well, you're gonna have a computer saying to you, Kevin. You're gonna have a computer saying to you, uh, Mister uh, McCullough. You are suffering from acute anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> and we think that it's uh, you know a foreshadowing of these four other sim- uh, you know uh, symptoms and diseases that you might have, um, Doctor Mark Siegel. We always appreciate uh, your time and everything that you're doing. Is there anything you're writing, working on right now that you can just give our, my people a little uh, preview on, or are you just 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 doing the news channel and, and daily practice day to day? I'm working on a few different things. I did a piece on health span uh, that's coming out uh, because we covered that on Fox the other day, and that's very important. How do we get to a longer health span? Um, Dr. Mark Siegel, always appreciate your time. Thanks for being here. Great to be with you, Kevin. Thank you. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Don't go away. I've been in show business my entire life. I know when someone's an actor or an actress. And I'd hear Balance of Nature being advertised, and I just thought, these are real people out there. And they seem to just be really telling the truth about this product that they love. So I started using Balance of Nature, and immediately I started seeing results. And I went, oh my gosh, this works. I literally called up the founder, and I said, I've never done this before in my life. I want to tell people about Balance of Nature. I want it to do for them what it's done for me. Join Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of people worldwide on a journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KLG. 
color is vital to your health. I'm not talking about the color of the walls in your house or your car or your clothes. I'm talking about the color of the food you eat. A colorful diet is a part of staying well because many nutrients are color. The antioxidant lycopene is the red pigment in tomatoes and pink grapefruit. Chlorophyll is excellent for balancing pH and cleansing the body. It's the green in kale, spinach, and broccoli. Resveratrol decreases inflammation. And it's the purple in grapes and berries. Eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables provides your body with diverse chemistry it needs to heal itself and stay well. Eat the peelings of things like apples and carrots and cucumbers. Balance of Nature is whole produce. It contains all the vital parts in balance. Color, taste, and smell keep you well. And that's what you get with Balance of Nature. Start now by going to balanceofnature.com and don't forget to use discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Bendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. What you need to know when you need it. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to be with you for the final few minutes. Um, I, I just need to end on a story that I think I started with a story that I think is a good example of uh, a healthy society. You know, where Dean Phillips uh, interacted with Donald Trump supporters this week and came away with this, like, incredibly warm sensation of hospitality and kindness and all that. That's good. We want we want to applaud as much of that going any direction. If it had been a Trump supporter going over to the Dean Phillips rally and they found the same thing, that's that's great. That's the kind of healthy interaction we want to suggest uh, in, in our society. Here's, here's an example of something that, that we don't want to do. <laughs> um, a bridesmaid revealed during a live radio show on Monday that she will be skipping her best friend's wedding in order to attend a Taylor Swift concert in Melbourne, Australia. The Australian radio show called The Fox 101.9 with Fifi, Fev, and Nick. It's just Australian funny names, I guess. Um, the The woman, Olivia, revealed she would be missing the bride, Jessica's wedding, because Taylor Swift's concert in Melbourne, she called the show to break the news to the bride. So not only did she had she told her friend, her best friend, I'm going to be in your wedding. Uh, and the, your wedding is the most like important day of your life. And as your best friend, I want to be part of it. She would probably have been offended if she had not been invited to be part of it. Let's just put it that way. 
So now she's saying uh, not only is she not going to be there, she doesn't even have the guts to tell her to her face or to call her personally. She calls a radio show to announce that she's not going. She told the host that the bride had been complaining about Swift ruining her wedding for weeks. And then she called the show. She said, I haven't told you that I got tickets for the Saturday and this was done before Christmas. The bridesmaid also bridesmaid also hoped to figure out a way to attend the wedding during the day and leave early for the concert. Uh, is this a prank? <laughs> the bride asks, are you joking? And she said that uh, then she felt really bad and explained how much she loved Swift. Okay, I've, I've kind of seen this firsthand. I, I know that the Swifties, they're very radical about being Swifties. They love the Swifties. She said, you've known this since before December, and it's three weeks until my wedding, and you're just now telling me, said the bride. How are you going to come to my wedding and then go to Taylor Swift and come back? The bride pressed further and asked how that would even be possible. The bridesmaid teared up and said she sounded like such a bad friend. She said, I've been anxious about it. I know how much this wedding means to you, and I've been there through every step of the way. And when we're trying on the bridesmaid's dresses, I was going to tell you. <laughs> she, she went through the bridesmaid. Oh, man, you talk about um, a crummy way to go about it. So if Dean Phillips going to see the Trump supporters in their rally was a healthy thing to do, and I contend that it was, this is about as unhealthy a way as possible that you could handle uh, your bridesmaid situation with your supposed best friend who you'd already said you were going to be in the wedding for, and then you're dropping the bomb when you've known for weeks and she's just supposed to be okay with it. I don't think that's very healthy. Do, do, do the hard thing. Say the hard truth. Okay, that's my take on it. Kevin McCullough, glad to have had you with us. We'll see you next time.